It has been said that every good story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has also been said that when telling a good story, it is best to begin at the beginning. Now, on the surface, this would seem to be a perfectly reasonable strategy. However, beginning at the beginning is not as simple as it may seem. For example, which beginning is the real beginning? If every new beginning comes at the end of some other beginning, then what ended before the first beginning began? It can all be quite confusing. Me, I say, begin wherever you are. Begin telling your story from where you are today, right now, as if this very moment was your first ever brand new beginning. Hello, I'm Rick Busby, and you're listening to Soul Diving. Considering every possible word I could choose, without a doubt, peace is my favorite word. For me, peace is not only an efficient, pleasant-sounding word, it is the end game, the very purpose of our lives. Peace is the condition and experience we seek most in every situation, circumstance, and relationship in our lives. As we go about the activity of making choices in our lives, we are not really choosing the thing itself. Rather, we are choosing it because of what we believe it will bring to us if we have it. Ultimately, what we believe it will bring is peace. It is the condition and experience of peace that we most deeply desire. Whether it be a brand new car, a new relationship, new job, new iPod, new guitar, or a dream vacation, it is our belief that when we have it, Peace will be the condition we experience. We are often disturbed to find the thing itself does not guarantee peace. In truth, our experience has taught us that nothing outside of us can guarantee peace. At least not permanently. Many times, not at all. Peace is, as they say, an inside job. If I could see you, I could. If I reach you, what if I fall? Would you forgive me for eternity? Would you give me wings to break my fall? Like a Welcome back to Soul Diving. I'm your host, Rick Busby. In this episode, we're talking about peace. The first thing that we need to know about peace is that peace is not a cause. It is an effect. An effect of what, you may ask? We'll be talking about that as the episode progresses here. But in the meantime, just know peace is an inside job. It's our personal responsibility to assume responsibility for our own peace of mind. We're never going to get it from the world. The world is never going to deliver peace in any form that is lasting. Surely, 
Every one of us has experienced frustrations and disappointments in life that challenge our peace of mind. In my own life, even the short list of potential triggers is long. Lack of money, failing relationships, unemployment, or even worse, employment that doesn't inspire me. Also, separation from a child and feelings of creative impotence. These have all been major challenges for me in the past. And as I grow older, thoughts of financial insecurity, declining health, and even death itself are always at the ready to tempt me away from my peace. Learning to cultivate a consciousness that values peace of mind above all else is an ongoing active process. Every day brings multiple opportunities to choose fear and insecurity over peace and safety. Nowadays, I am mostly peaceful, but it hasn't always been that way, and I am all too aware that I could revert back to my old behaviors again at any moment I choose to throw away my peace. In the same way that expressing love fosters peace, throwing away our peace is the effect of choosing fear instead of love. You see, peace is not a cause. Peace is an effect. Peace is the experience created in consciousness as an effect of the expression of love. In truth, the only way to experience peace is through the choice to express love, specifically, unconditional love. And if the sky exploded and rained love That's the track Like a Dove from my album Strawberry Moon, available on Private Angel Records. Welcome back. I'm Rick Busby, your host here on Soul Diving. In this episode, we're talking about peace. You know, in life, consciously cultivating peace as a regular condition requires a persevering willingness. Like all spiritual gifts, we have to desire it before we can have it. One cannot simply choose peace once and then be peaceful for the rest of their lives. Peace has to be chosen every single day, sometimes every single minute of every day. Even today, if you ever want to test me on how my spiritual progress is going, just put me behind the wheel in rush hour traffic. I am likely to fail the test. It always amazes me how quickly I can go from peaceful to reactionary when my safety in traffic has been temporarily threatened 
by another driver's unmindfulness or outright naked aggression. I've learned along the way that anger in any form is merely fear projected outward. In traffic, I get angry when I fear for my safety, or to a lesser degree, when this damn traffic jam is making me late. You know, back before peace became my favorite word, traffic was only one of many issues that could disrupt my peace. Corruption in politics, abuse of authority and power, the degrading energy of celebrity culture, the profit motives of the medical and pharmaceutical industries, all of these, they were only a few of my pet issues. At the drop of a soundbite, I was willing to throw down my soapbox anytime, anywhere, and I would rail and rage against these perpetrators. You might say I was soapboxing my way to peace. Only problem was, I never felt peace. Ever. Even after my rant was done, I would carry the energy of anger in my body for days afterward. Anger had become such a normal condition in my life that I manifested physical disease on more than one occasion. After many years of work, I began to realize that as long as I was telling a story of perpetrators in the world, there would also have to be victims. The turning point came when I realized that underneath my anger was the fear that I too was a victim. I felt powerless to do anything to stop the exploitation, and every time I pulled out my soapbox, I felt a little less powerful and a little more angry. One day, I realized I was giving away my own power every time I ranted about anything and everything wrong with the world. More importantly, every time I raged, I was giving away my opportunity to experience peace instead. The vast majority of issues that create challenges to our peace ultimately prove to be matters of personal responsibility, issues over which we have some measure of control. Now, ultimately, all challenges are the same. If it can disturb peace at all, even in the slightest, it is a challenge. Peace is not a matter of degree. We are either experiencing peace or we are not. There is no middle ground. There is only how often we experience peace and for how long when we do. We all have the capacity for peace, but we do not value it equally.
Welcome back to Soul Diving. I'm your host, Rick Busby. That was Just Like Angels from the album Soul Diving, also available on Private Angel Records. You know, we're talking about peace today on this episode of Soul Diving. One of the strangest notions to me is the idea that we have to go to war to fight for peace. You know, peace of mind is absolutely a matter of personal responsibility. And no one else can assume responsibility for your peace, although almost everyone else in the world can potentially disturb your peace. You know, there will always be events and people in the world that will challenge our peace. All of them are absolutely beyond our control. And perhaps the biggest challenge to peace in the world is the virtual omnipresence of war. Wars are not experienced as a momentary flash in the pan that the next moment simply folds over like the driver who rudely cuts you off in traffic. Wars happen over long periods of time, and each day holds the potential to devastate one's peace of mind. Now, we all grapple with the ethics and necessity of war. And when we do, the basic proposition that we are considering is that we must forego peace in the present moment, suspend it for an extended period while we go to war to fight for peace at a future point in time. Wait, we have to go to war today to fight for peace at a future point in time? How does that work exactly? How can one ever truly fight for peace? At the very least, this is a strange, logic-defying notion. Some of us might even consider it insane. And how can we make peace with an insane premise? The simple answer is, withdraw your agreement with it. We may not be able to change some things in the world, However, we can change our mind about the world. The obvious flaw in war's insane logic is that whether with ourselves, one another, or even other nations, We can only ever experience peace in the present moment. In any given moment, we are either at peace or we are not. There is no middle ground. There is no past or future moment where we can ever experience peace. There is only now, the eternal present moment. Jesus once observed, there will always be wars and rumors of wars. He advised that we not be concerned with wars, for they are merely the outward signs of the world giving birth to itself. Now, Jesus is one of history's greatest teachers of peace. If his ministry could be distilled down to one word, that word would be love. And love is the creative cause of everything. Love is the cause And peace is the effect. Love, the unconditional variety, is the only gateway to the experience of peace. 
Each one of us is fully capable of not only experiencing peace, but also of living peace and creating peace for others wherever we may be. We are capable of it because we are capable of expressing unconditional love, although mostly we don't actively practice it. Still, even with all of the conflict and war present in the world, true, lasting peace is possible for you, for me, and ultimately for everyone. It is one thing to make peace with the external conditions of the world that challenge our personal peace. Yet it is quite another to hold an intention of peace for the world, to envision a world where war and conflict are no longer necessary. Yet it is absolutely within our own individual power to visualize and manifest a world of peace for all people. Now, I'm not speaking of a truce or a temporary cessation of conflict, but rather creating a fundamental and lasting peace through our intention, thoughts, words, and actions. so afraid to choose peace. We receive and experience the world we allow through our choices. The most fundamental place we make those choices is in the activity of our thinking mind. Thoughts of peace inspire the experience of peace, just as surely as thoughts of war breed war. If we are experiencing war in our thoughts or in our world, rather than peace, it is because we have allowed thoughts of war to dominate in our consciousness to the point of expression in the external world. It could be said that war is the ultimate expression of anger. Given that anger is fear projected outward, the only relevant question is, what is it that we fear? Why do we continue choosing war over peace? Why are we so willing to hold our peace hostage to our fears, our grievances, and our unforgiveness? Why are we so afraid to choose peace instead? listening to Soul Diving. I'm your host, Rick Busby. That's the track Mysteria from the album Soul Diving. In this debut episode of Soul Diving, the podcast, we've been talking about peace. You know, 
To create a consciousness of peace requires aligning our thoughts with the principles of peace. Aligning our thoughts with peace also requires withdrawing our agreements that we still hold with the principles of war. In effect, we must say no to war to say yes to peace. To actively create the conditions of peace, we must be willing to change our minds about war. As we withdraw our agreements supporting the intention and inevitability of war, we make a new decision to support agreements that cultivate peace. To manifest a world of peace, we must first be able to imagine it. To begin moving in that direction, we must begin to withdraw our agreement with the decision for war. I see it all tonight The truth burning so brightly I see the spark that fires All that's truly inside me but I live Now you might say I'm a dreamer and I'd be hard-pressed to defend myself against the charge. History would certainly be on your side. Still, I prefer dreaming the dream of peace over the nightmare of war. I may be a dreamer, but as another great teacher of love and peace once sang, I'm not the only one. Millions and millions of people all around the world are actively holding the intention for a world of peace. As more and more of us join in agreement to support that intention for peace, the instinct for war will begin to recede and ultimately fall away. It has been this way throughout history as nations have risen and fallen and wars have been fought, won, and lost. I feel my heart tonight All the love waiting within me To light the dark that blinds All that's beating inside me Peace is an evolutionary process, and I hope that I live to experience a world of peace before I die. However, I do not have to wait on the world to be at peace before I can be at peace. Peace in the world is an evolutionary process, and it may take more time to unfold than I have remaining on the planet. Still, I cannot be concerned with this apparent limitation of time. My choice to experience peace today in my own consciousness is within my power, and it begins with my willingness to do my best to love unconditionally. To look for the eyes of the sun, to turn my gaze if I stare too long, wake me from my days. I know that I'm more than a name. More than a face, more than what's tempting me Can I go free? What's tempted me? Won't let me go free Creating peace as the norm in my experience is the goal to which I am most deeply dedicated 
with all of the creative energy in my life. For me, cultivating peace is the inevitable evolution of my own soul and the most important work I can ever undertake. I am not alone, and if you choose to make a new beginning to create peace for yourself, know that you are not alone either. We have an amazing capacity for change. We also have a like capacity for resistance. Yet, we always have the power in any given moment to change our minds. We will not change our external experience until we first change our minds about what experience we wish to create. Now, we may not be able to change the world in a day, but we can change our minds today about the world. Right here, right now, in this very instant, you can change your mind. You can create a brand new beginning for yourself, and whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, your doing so will change the world. So into the eyes of the one who knows my ways, who made the stars, who gave me all these days, I sing my heart tonight to make it right, to still what's tempting me as I go. Temptation set me free Temptation set me free You're listening to Soul Diving I'm Rick Busby. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Diving from heaven, I fall into the deep, and I go
I'll Awaken, from the album Soul Diving, available on Private Angel Records at rickbusbymusic.com. That's all today for this episode of Soul Diving. On the next episode, we're going to be exploring the work of Dr. David Hawkins in an episode entitled The Courage to be Neutral. If you enjoyed this episode of Soul Diving, we'd love to have you check in with us. You can find us on our website, souldiving.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at souldiver1. Soul Diving is produced by Private Angel Records with support from DBM Entertainment. I'm Rick Busby. I've really enjoyed being here with you today. We have lots of great episodes planned for you in the near future, and we'd love for you to follow along. You can find us on iTunes, Or once again, you can subscribe to the podcast at our website, souldiving.com. Thank you so much for being here. We look forward to being with you on the next episode, The Courage to be Neutral. In the meantime, wherever you are, stay tuned in.